Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Good Game Nice Try. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Blair. With me as always, Sonia Reed. Hi, Sonia. Hi. Happy New Year. Wait, this is Happy New Year. We're into it. We're in the year. We're doing it. I mean, we're allowed to say it until the six-month mark. Then it's an old year. Yeah, we, we've got some new, time. New, 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 and then the summer solstice. That's happy it. old year. Then we're cut off. That's it. And you know what? I I think it's important to let people know. You know, we have a life outside this podcast. It's like you see your kindergarten teacher out in the street. You're like, whoa, no. <laughs> Kindergarten teacher has a life, and we have a life outside this podcast. We? And right before we start, right before we started recording, we were talking with our producer Jen Samples, and I brought up the fact, guys, twenty twenty two. They say new year, new you, mm-hmm. new year, new us, all that stuff. Here's my pitch to you guys: mm-hmm. a lot of streamers get together on mass. And they get a house together and they live in a house. What do you guys think if 2022 G3 gets our own house? What do you think about that? <laughs> a gaming house. We just hang out. We're just gaming. Right. And it's a lot of high fives. And like, I'm making the pizza roll. A big like and, neon know. G3 sign over yeah, the stairs. I can all- see it. There is a lot to unpack here. There's no furniture, only bean bags. Mm-hmm. Love sex. We can get a sponsorship. Hell yeah. Okay. I wasn't into it, but then I heard beanbag and neon sign, and now I'm into it. <laughs> sign me up. I mean, I truly just see, like, Jen and I uh, curled up on the couch playing Stardew Valley, and yeah. I think Blay is just doing pull-ups and... Running I, laps. <laughs> you know, just doing laps. Get my reps in. I do think, here's one thing, though, guys, and I think that this is kind of the most important part. Now, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on it, but, mm. you know, f- first impressions mean a lot. And so I think... In our foyer, uh-huh. when you walk in in the entranceway, we need to have something great that reflects us, reflects the Golden Three, reflects Good Game, Nice Try, Ooh. and our love of everything gaming and nerd culture. What is in our foyer? Big mirror. <laughs> Existential. I see. It's Ooh, like, okay. welcome to our house. And you, this is you. You're entering our- Time to reflect. Literally reflects us. Yes. And then a big time to reflect neon sun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, that's like not that. true though, because it's it's reflecting the people are walking in. So that's not true. Unless we're, are we always standing in the entranceway? Yes. We have, to, we have to greet every guest. Yeah. It's going to be a popular house. And it will be a popular house. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I will say this though. What about a giant marble statue of us? Hmm. What kind of, what kind of pose though? Well, I don't know. What do you think? I really liked, uh, so the first the first day that I actually met Jen Samples was uh, at the Americana, and we had a beautiful pose with the golden statue that's kind of in the middle of the fountain. We were trying yes. to uh, gracefully, at a distance, touch. The statue is a great ass. We yes. were trying to gracefully touch the ass. Yes. And for people who don't know, the Americana in Los Angeles is a giant outdoor mall that basically has all the most expensive stuff in it. And it has a giant uh, uh, fountain and a huge pool in the middle of this outdoor mall with an Adonis, a a golden Mm -hmm. ripped statue. And 
what you're saying is the first time you guys met, you just spent the entire time trying to touch. Not only that, we were like surrounded by all these fancy stores and restaurants, like amazing sushi places. <laughs> and where did we go to pick up food? <laughs> in and out Burger. So and then brought it on in. <laughs> we, we are slamming in and out in the middle of this mall at the fountain, trying to position our finger <laughs> so it looks like we're touching the ass of the fountain. Uh, I think we blended in quite nicely. But if Absolutely. I could, if I could propose any kind of pose that we had to do, I love it. I want to throw that one out there. I'm on board. Blay, you can be you can be the statue. You can be the middle. Well, no, I was gonna say. Wait a second. You gave me a great idea. So you know how it's kind of like good luck in some cultures to like rub the belly, like for, for instance, like like rub the rub the belly, the Buddha's belly, okay, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. What about if in our house, in the G three house? We just have a giant golden ass that you rub for good luck when you come into the house. Wow, silence. silence. Okay. <laughs> no to that. Okay, fair enough. Well, yep. New Year, same us, uh-huh, I guess. Nothing. That's where we're at. Okay. All right. Well, our guest today uh, is an actor who started such shows as I Zombie, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and of course, Midnight Mass. Ugh. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. He's also a huge gamer, a great guy, and we had a, a really, really fun time chatting with him about which games help him prepare for his roles. And by the way, there's a great scene in Midnight Mass toward the end. That's the climax. And it was cool to talk to him about what he, what game music he listened to to get hyped up. Mm-hmm. It actually blew me away. With, uh, with no, uh, no further ado, here's our interview with Rahul Kohli. Thank you for being here. This is a very exciting uh, treat for us. Now, I don't know if you know, but I interviewed you once before. Do you remember? Yes. I believe, this could be wrong, at an Xbox party, we had a thing. You were on iZombie, and you sat down, and we played Shadow of Mordor, and you were like, oh, I'm terrible, I'm terrible, and then proceeded to literally destroy like 400 (laughs) orcs. And I was like, have you played this before? You're You're right. no, first time, first time. It's just like, just, he's been training right. years. Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It was well, amazing. It's because that mechanic in particular, like one of my favorite games ever, is is the Arkham series. Oh and, yes, mm-hmm. oh yes. You know, triangle or Y or whatever to to counterattack. It, they've been using that same formula through that and Mad Max. So I, I you know, Shadow of Mordor was a uh, an easy transition. But I think I was being humble. I thought I was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It was- <laughs> I do remember that. There you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say though, since though, man, you are all over the place. Uh, Haunted Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, uh, fantastic. Yeah. I loved your character. Uh, Thank you. And um, I, I just have to say, you know, one thing I I love horror, and I love horror coming back. I think we're kind of in the golden age of horror coming back. Yeah. And um, it, it talk if you could talk a little bit about what is it like to be on a set like that because the air you're creating such a a creepy spooky air mm-hmm. but still everyone is going to work and you have to say lines and there are bloopers how yeah. do you still maintain that level of creepiness uh i don't think it's our job um <clears throat> like when i did the haunting of Bly manor which was the first time i, I worked in the kind of the horror genre i f- i mean it, it was like a sitcom. Like I spent most of my time mucking around, farting on set with the kids in the kitchen and it's brightly lit. And you know, right. it's, it's just uh, it just looks like a regular kitchen. And then when, when you'd see it after it's gone, you know, once the DPs had their way with it and lighting, and then there's yeah. a, the audio tracks laid in and it's color corrected. And then you're like, Oh, this is spooky. And it's tense. It just never feels like that on set. Um, so funny. Even though I've worked with, with Mike a few times now, I still don't feel like I've worked on on a horror horror, uh, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. without spoilers, even though it's been months. But no, spoil it, spoil it. Okay, cool. So, like, my the first time I felt like I was making anything remotely crazy was at the church when the angel appeared, and I was the first character to see them in 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 the in the doorway. Yeah. Bar that and a few other things, that's it. Most of my stuff was being racially abused yeah. or protecting my son or um, talking true about horror. 9-11. True yeah, yeah, true exactly. horror. Yeah, 9-11 <laughs> speeches and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't like, 
yeah, I haven't done a kind of all out kind of Friday the 13th kind of thing, which I'm sure, you know, I, horror is not my genre. Um, I, I personally am not a fan, but Mike's um, been like a bit of a mentor and I have this fat list he, he sent me. It's on my phone somewhere of my homework um, <laughs> to get me up to speed. So, and he's, nice. you know, he's the, the up and coming master of that genre. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a student of that. Now, wait, so you're not a fan of the horror genre. No. Do you play horror games? Yes. Oh, I make okay. the exception. I make okay. the exception like I'm not. Okay. I, I was, I think I was a video game fan before I was a fan of anything else. Um, huh. And yeah, so I started super young. I, my, my dad had a, um, in the UK, it was called an Mstrad, but. I don't know what the US equivalent would be, but you made yeah. both of us. Yeah, we were both like, uh, we both did you the both, head tilt. So uh, it's it's like, did you ever play the games with the cassette tapes? You load. It takes about six minutes oh, to load. Yep, right? I definitely did. I so did. it Commodore was the UK. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was the kind of cheap. I think it was the cheaper kind of UK version of that. And I must have been three years old, like when I started on that, and I'd play like the kind of easy games, just the kind of platformers and. And it just became, it grew and it grew and it grew and it became an obsession. That's where that started. And then it progressed into kind of console gaming. And um, my dad got me a Super Nintendo as a kid with the, <laughs> the bazooka thing. Oh, like it was too big the for bazooka? the bazooka? Yeah, oh. too big for the, too big for my shoulders. Yeah. I still have that. And it takes like 12 AA batteries yeah. or <laughs> yeah, something obscene. It's ridiculous. Oh my it's God. It's the it's... stupidest accessory I've and ever seen. And there's like two games that I worked with or something i can't even remember the games i feel like there was like a was, version of duck hunt but not yeah duck it was hunt. super super scope super scope six yeah and then like right. one other game and i'm like that's a lot of batteries to commit to this yeah and it was like i was i think i was five or six years old and even though i was a big kid even even still it was just like <laughs> my arms would hurt sitting on the couch like with this stupid <laughs> red button there and you're just you know doing this but yeah, and and I, I wanted to go into video games. Um, I was a fairly decent artist and uh, as a kid, and I thought I wanted to go into kind of like design. Um, mm, cool. And then I saw Star Wars and then the trajectory just completely split. And I was like, but I was still obsessed with Star Wars games, but mm -hmm. I, I started going down the path of, well, what about ILM? What about special effects? So I studied for that and then uh, I had to make a short film and I think I didn't get along with the actor I used at school and I, f I decided to take over and then I was like, oh, I like this more than all of it. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. So I dropped out and I went up, well, I signed up for drama school and, and I got in and um, yeah. And so, so that's how I became an actor, but video games for me has, it's, it's been my, my foundation of being and I use it like even for midnight mass um red dead redemption was the only game I would play oh wow oh. okay so I'd you know walk around it was just to put me in a mood just to get that kind of because I, I did draw heavily from western cinema and sorry uh, westerns in general and so I, I always incorporate and I use the soundtrack when I would drive to work. So I was listening to the Red Dead soundtrack. And so good. Yeah. So, so I good. tend to use, I, I tend to use what I can um, for my work. And also like <laughs> when you're filming and you, you're finally back home after 15, 16 hours, like I never want to just go straight to sleep, right? Otherwise I feel like I've not done anything but work. Mm. And the last thing I want to do is watch some other ass acting on screen <laughs> so i do not watch shows or films because i can't i'm just like i don't want to watch another actor today so my video game um hours clock up when i'm filming because it's the only thing that i'm happy to do when i get home it keeps me awake for a few hours and i feel like i've had some private time a little downtime yeah what's been uh what was your go-to to, to wind down from the day oh so on on Midnight Mass, it was so Fall Guys hit. Oh, <laughs> that's we're when winding, that was winding down yeah, with Fall Guys. Is yeah. a, is, that's a choice. Because it's choice. always, it's, I, I always, most of my shows have always filmed from, I want to say, September to March. So you get that November release window mm. that always hits in the middle of filming. So I remember 
Um, so most of my shows, like when I think of iZombie or Bly or whatever, I can really remember what came out and where I was when I was playing it. Um, but funnily enough, I had, um, I've always wanted to tackle all the Soulsborns. Um, oh, wow. So what I was doing to relax after Midnight oh Mass, which was the most God. challenging job of my life, was playing Dark Souls Remastered. <laughs> what? Casual. Yeah. Casual day. Yeah. Okay. I'd come easy, over and then get battered. Day. Yeah, by that. <laughs> would you would you get upset or were you just kind of like cause you were so tired, you're like, all right. No, like, just whatever. Gotta, no, the rage never it. the rage never <laughs> stops. <laughs> the rage never stops. <laughs> never stops. It just fed me for the next morning. But there it you was, go. So I did I did all of Dark Souls remastered when I was up oh there. I did Oh my god. Um, Jesus. I did Oh uh with my my boys who I grew up with from elementary school we're still very close um we had uh war zone date nights just to keep Aww. us together i love that so it was nice. that and four guys and i was playing dark souls and then I, on the tail end of that my ps5 and my xbox one x were delivered to one of Aww. my co-stars back in la so i Aww. wasn't i had one from day release that i got from from best buy or whatever but I couldn't touch it because I was stuck in van doing midnight mass. So oh, no. when I got home, I opened. It was game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the the PS5 went in and it was and the plan was and it all worked out. Dark Souls finished. PS5 came home. PS5 Demon Souls. There we go. Oh, there you go. One and into the next. Let yeah, the rage continue. Christmas. Let yeah. the rage continue. Was the, was the rage worse in Dark Souls or Fall Guys? That's a good question. Oh. Good it might have been Fall Guys, you know. <laughs> it might have been Fall Guys. I it's loved Fall Guys when it first hit. Like, oh, I, I, I just mm -hmm. remember it. I, it's so synonymous to me with Midnight Mass. It's really strange. It's insane. Yeah. I love it. No, you're, there's totally something to that, to j video games kind of encapsulating like a certain era Absolutely. of your life. Absolutely. We have a we have a thing in the UK called our, our GCSEs, and they are basically our qualifications at high school that then, you, you know, based on what you do, you can go to college mm. or, or mm -hmm. further uh, further education and my gcses are weirdly tied to final fantasy 10 <laughs> and i don't know why so like whenever i play it or i hear the battle theme for final fantasy 10 or whatever i see i mean i just think of being a kid who was supposed to be studying but not <laughs> Oh my God. That's exactly in the same vein of uh, when I was studying for, for the end of college, mm. I was, um, I, I took not game design, but game development. Oh, cool. And I definitely should have been studying, definitely should have had a lot more hours on it. But I think I have, I don't know how many hundreds of hours in Team Fortress 2. Oh, yeah. oh. And just that was the one thing that encapsulated that whole, that whole era. Yeah, absolutely. They, it, it's, it, it's funny as well, because... They also feel like places you visited. It's really strange. Like I can remember a vacation in Thailand just as vividly as say, you know, Armadillo. Yeah. And it's like you've been there and 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 when I when my boys flew out, when I did my first season of iZombie, my boys flew out to LA and they were freaking out because they were in GTA five. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's a strange thing, right? They'd go past like, is it Capitol Records or whatever? That yeah. Start, yeah, yeah. They'd see it and be like, oh shit, GTA Aww. 5. <laughs> um, can we go can we can we go to the west side? We haven't unlocked the bridge yet. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like crazy. But um, um that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. For me, it's like uh freshman year of college was Bond 64, like Goldeneye. Mm -hmm. Oh, Goldeneye. Yeah. Goldeneye, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, pistols, yeah. caves, like, oh, just I and I think about yeah, like that is really true. I never thought about that, but like you are in in that world. Like yeah. mm -hmm. and especially when when you're 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 thinking about like these games either like Red Dead Redemption, Fallout 3 for me, big one. We've talked mm -hmm. about this before on here. I would come home unlike you. I I I try to lessen the rage cuz I'm always at a rage <laughs> 10. Uh, and so I just wander the wasteland and just like yeah. the music and the uh, and that's one thing too is like it's really interesting to hear you say you kind of would listen to Red Dead, the Red Dead soundtrack on the way to work uh, mm -hmm. at Midnight Mass because it's, I, I think video game music is really underrated. And only in the past oh, few yeah. years could you even really get the soundtracks. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's amazing how quickly it puts you right in that mindset and in that environment. Absolutely. I think the old days was we used to hack the PC games and I used to just steal the MP3. So it was yeah. like Jedi Knight, yes. Outcast, and, 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 
pull them aside and, and burn them onto a disc at least or something as a way to to listen to the soundtracks um but yeah like i, I video game one of the biggest reasons that i have managed to they're still so relevant to my life whereas before they you know they've they've been a means to just enter for entertainment or whatever um but i i find that role-playing um, particularly RPGs have been beneficial to me as an actor in terms of uh, make multiple choice, making choices, um, character design. It's the same thing. So like when I play a Mass Effect or when I play KOTOR, or when I do that, I it, it's infuriating if you watch me play. <laughs> I walk everywhere. I never sprint unless the character demands to sprint, right? You what? don't just sprint around a mall. You don't just sprint for the sake of it. So... I walk and I mimic mannerisms that I feel were natural to that environment. I don't just like breeze through. Um, so I kind of live the character and it, it's always wow. been an exercise to, um, and, and again, with, 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 with the actions you make and the, the, or the, you know, the, the, the dialogue choices, I try to keep them as in tone with the narrative and what I think the character is. So it's, it, it's kind of been feeding me back and forth. Um, yeah. Wow. No, that's oh. an incredible approach. Honestly, I feel like you really take the time to soak in the environment way, yeah. way more. I realized, you know, even in Fallout 3, I'd be sprinting across the wasteland. I'm like, all right, on, on to the next. Um, but I, I remember vividly that approach when I was playing through uh, The Last of Us and The Last of oh, Us yeah. 2, where, you know, situationally, when I could yeah. uh, walk a little slower, I found myself really taking it slow and Absolutely. really taking it in because it, it is one of those games that you really just want to soak in as much as possible well with the last of us as well it being so cinematic it's almost like you don't want to you don't want to break from the from that by then playing like a video game it's kind of almost like you have an uh, you have an obligation to continue the tone yes. set by the no, for sure do you know what i mean 100 percent um but funnily enough, with The Last of Us, when we were doing Midnight Mass, uh, so Mike had approached me for Midnight Mass while we were doing Bly. And he told me who the what the character was and uh, just like a little bit and their age. And obviously I was about six, seven years younger than, than the sheriff. So we discussed a weight gain. So I did this huge weight gain. I put on like 30 pounds of fat. My hair was long. I basically looked like... Um, chubby jason momoa fat i was like fat jason momoa was what i was going for jason momoa uh, uh, yeah. um, then the lockdown happened we were one day away from filming so i showed up to the table read uh to meet the full cast and that was like a wednesday we would start shooting on monday and on Friday was March 13th was the lockdown. So wow. that's how close we got. And then we were done. Oh, the timing. Yeah. So I fly back to Los Angeles on the Friday. First flight out, I go back back to my apartment. And the, we, like Netflix and SAG, were trying to figure out when, what can we do? How do we do this? How, what's the rules? So mm -hmm. we were like the guinea pigs. So SAG and the gov Canadian government and Netflix were all trying to figure out what's the protocol, how do we make this show happen? And during that time, I was kind of always told by our producers and, and, and my team, maybe three weeks from now, maybe four weeks from now, maybe two weeks from now, mm. trying to hold on to 30 pounds of fat. So I was having massive health problems because I yeah. couldn't, I just was like piling it on and I was doing it the bad way. And The Last of Us 2 comes out. And I, I was back in London at this point for, for a few weeks and I felt like playing the remaster just before 2 came out. And I remember my mum walked in and saw Joel on the screen and she was like, that's how you should look. That's, that's handsome. That's a nice, that's a nice character. And then it just, I, I sat there with it and then I'm looking at Ellie and the escort mission and him protecting her and then the, 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 the it kind of started to fuse with the sheriff. Whoa. So I took a picture of, I found a picture of Joel, sent it to, to, to Mike and I was like, can we do this? Can can we use him as a visual guide, like as an homage? And Mike was like, fuck yeah, love, love The Last of Us. Everything's cool. Yes. So that's, then I had to lose the 30. <laughs> Cause I was not in that, I was not in that place. And then 
you know, Joel's costume, like I sent it to the costume designer, Terry, and he pulled what he felt was like plaid and some denim and stuff. So that's where the, the kind of foundation of that look started. And then I, I messaged Neil Druckmann and, and Troy privately while we were filming and I sent them some early pictures and I was like, this is our homage to, to you guys. Oh, um, yeah. So, and then Pedro got the, the, the real role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I'm so excited about. Um, but uh, but we did the look first live. Yeah, you guys got it. <laughs> that's <laughs> so was, cool! Wow. Yeah. So oh. the sheriff is like, uh, is a visually is inspired by by um, by Joel. And I again, I'd listen to the is it Gustavo? Um, yes. I'd you listen to his soundtrack oh. as well, just mm -hmm. between between takes. And in the big 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 action sequence fight um, on loop. In the church, I listened to the only thing they fear is you, Mick Gordon, Doom Eternal. What? That was in my that was in my earpiece, like literally seconds, like I'd be there psyching up, psyching up, and because I had to do that action sequence about forty times. Wow! And then God. earpiece goes in the pocket. And you're like, and then start yeah. sm smacking the um, oh. <laughs> the uh, the stunt guys. But yeah, no, that's a, it's incredible. It seems like you know at, at so many different points that you know video games have just infused mm -hmm. into and leaked into every other part of you know your work. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's no set rules. That's what I love about the job is as long as you show up on the day and everyone's happy with your interpretation, they don't really care how you got there. So. You know, if 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 it's because, you know, <laughs> the first time I did iZombie um, was my first job and I knew that it was set in Seattle. So I played Infamous, the <laughs> oh, yeah. second son. Yeah. And basically walked around the city because I had never been to the States before. I was just a kid from London. So I was spending a lot of time playing that game just to get a feel for that than Space Needle and, 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 and get a bit of a geography. And no one cares. No one discourages you. And I don't think, I'm, I'm sure there are some pretentious people out there that probably don't like, you know, there's a more traditional way of, of, of acting. But I, I feel like, hey, whatever gets me there, if, if you're happy with the work, it's my business. Oh, yeah. um, so Bring your own yeah, flavor. Exactly. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. some of your favorite games that have stuck the landing you're like oh this ending like i would say last of us last of us really stuck the landing. Lo last like, of us absolutely sticks did. the landing for sure like are there any what are some other games out there you're like oh yes finally because we're past the part in games now where it's just like credits roll credits you need sure. to do something yeah sure i i think well the, the last of us would i would give a special mention because not only did it stick the landing there and then it stuck the landing of later which were so when i played joel i ran up into that operating theater and e everyone got executed oh yeah oh yeah because i was in my feelings i was very emotional i was i was on that story path and then you know you go through your your i guess i reacted to everything and and joel hiding the secret from ellie i reacted just like everyone else did and that was the ending and it was powerful yeah. and it wasn't until maybe a day later or something like that i read that the npcs don't attack you whoa i didn't know that i think maybe only the surgeon who holds a scalpel might i'm not i have to confirm but the other npcs in that operating theater do not attack so it stuck the landing twice because then i was like i'm a monster oh no Wait, and now I didn't even feelings. consider that they I, I they got executed immediately shiv in the neck or whatever and I was I was out for Ellie. Now you're sticking the landing the second time for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't I know think, that. Sonny, did you know that? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh it's, my god. I did not know that. I think only one will. The others don't. Wow. They just stand there like this. And wow. I got rid of everyone. 
But I was going to say, and all of us just went in. Guns, guns blazing. blazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gun ho. Oh, and then, uh, so that it got me twice where I was like, oh, I committed murder. I could justify, I could rationalize everyone else, but how do you rationalize that? And uh, mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that stuck with me. Um, a, a, a moment against sticking the landing actually happened. I think halfway through the game or three quarters of the game was, was, was my favorite game of all time, uh, which is Knights of the Old Republic. Ooh, uh, yeah. Revan, when that, I didn't, I, maybe I'm an idiot. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. And yeah, when the reveal happened, uh, it was like, I mean, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie of all time. Um, and so aside from the Holy Grail of that trilogy, when that had happened, I was like, I just witnessed some of the best Star Wars ever in Star Wars to ever Star Wars. <laughs> it was incredible. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. That one hit. Um, I agree. And, it, I, you know, that bait and switch you'd see in cinema, uh, not, I, I don't feel like it was as common uh, in video games and it was a bit of a game changer. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. Like, I think you kind of hit it on the head. I think I see it coming in movies and mm -hmm. I wonder why I don't in games. Is that because we are the people or I don't know. It's I think, I think it probably is. I think we, we're more trusting because we're in control and <sighs> We're still used to games being fairly linear and yeah, it, yeah for them, it, that's kind of, and also like there's a different time investment and it feels like a a, a, a film has a two hours to kind of shock and awe you and twist and turn. So you're sort of on your toes with that and you know it's going to be a condensed drama yeah. in, you know, whereas video games, you know, the Revan part, what are you, 30 hours in, 25 hours in? That's a ballsy move to like, <laughs> <laughs> to hide that from you and flip it on you when you're least expecting it um yeah, yeah but and also structure wise too i mean it's it's you know you think you know in a movie what act one ends at what 30 34 you know like you start mm -hmm. getting into expecting there's a whole save the cat you know thing yeah. where it's like oh and now here's the turn into three where the darkest dark night of the soul but new information all this stuff yeah and in a game i guess you can't really parse that out because and i'm just kind of thinking about this as I'm saying it, but like a lot of times when you say, oh, this game is 40 hours, this game is 60 hours, A, it depends on how much you're completing of, of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and even so, I can't in my brain consider a structure that's 50 hours long. I'm like, well, where's the act one? And you're yeah, kind of like- Yeah, absolutely. It is kind of 25 hours in or whatever it's going to be, you know? Yeah, it's, who did it recently? Oh, God. So Red Dead 2. Yeah. I was that's that that thing with Arthur is such a common story piece in other shows. Super like we've seen that a million times. I don't think we've ever are we we're allowed to spoil Red Dead, right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Go, go. I don't think I've ever played a terminally ill character before. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when I when you find out that you've got black lung, um what's he got? Uh Yeah. It, what, yeah, he's, it's like uh, not t tuberculosis, but tuberculosis. Uh, yeah, tuberculosis. Yeah, I think he's got TB. Yeah, and your character, no matter how well you play, you know, gets into fits of coughing and and like you get you black out slightly. And I was just like, I'd never. And it's your character, it's your avatar, and and it and it just it broke my heart. And then on my second and third and fourth playthrough, because I play a lot. Um, <laughs> Every time I see it happen, it breaks my heart. It's like Interstellar, where I'm screaming, you know, when he grabs the dude and you're, you're basically debt collecting and that guy coughs in your face. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I love that game so much. Um, and it's also, yeah. that's a fun one too, because it, it's, I love the, you know, Red Dead Redemption was one of my favorite games in Marston and they had the DLC, which is super spooky. Oh, the Undead, Undead. Nightmare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. And yeah, like- yeah. And so I had high, you know, high expectations and, and it's crazy that they can tell such a nuanced story like that. And it was cool to see Marston as another character and you kind oh, yeah. of have this weird melancholy of like, oh, right. Like I think, cause I think you first like rescue him. It's one of the first you do. things yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. He's been attacked by a wolf. That's right. right. He and he's up the, in the mountains the and you go up in the mountains and I was like, oh, 
And it's like, oh, it's like seeing like an old, an old friend or like an yeah. old relative or somebody who's almost like passed away. Cause you're like, oh, I thought that that was the end of, right. And so, and then to have, you know, so I, I hope that I would imagine they're going to do another one, but it's going to be, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it's going to be, I really hope we get that moment to see Arthur again, you know, in that kind of a context. It's just like, you know, it's, it's so, it's such an intelligent way to, because ultimately it's still John's story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's John's, it's technically it's John's prologue that's into true. Red Dead. Yeah. And to live with John Marston, who we all have a deep affection for, and and then to 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 play the next game where he's a side character, but he's not. To to be able to view a character you know so well through the eyes of other characters and see their flaws and see how others treated them and like it was such a such a smart way of doing that. Like it it was the best way to 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 continue John's story was to actually watch him from someone else. And then you love Arthur, arguably just as much as John, and those two don't get on. And I thought that was such an interesting way to do that. Um, I don't know if, if I'm trying to think if films have ever done that, but... Hmm. Um, I guess Obi-Wan, well, no, Obi-Wan was always kind of side, but there was a, there was a little, uh, a bit of it. Execution wasn't as great, but like Obi-Wan is our guy that we were very, very close to, and we knew very well from the original trilogies through Alec Guinness. And when you get to the Phantom Menace, it's Qui-Gon. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's just sort of there and you get flashes of him, but you're like, oh, but we know him. It's like, no, not him. We're telling this bit here. And I kind of liked that. Like it was, uh, it was an, it was interesting to see them sort of before they're someone. Like a, a different force perspective. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Because again, uh, you know, it's so visceral to be the person. Yeah. To be the person, be in it. And that these are your feelings. This is what you're doing. These are your actions. And, um, you know, it's funny. We talked to Ken Levine. You did Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Oh, yeah. That's my, that's my, my, my uh, wish list is Mike Flanagan, Bioshock. Oh my God. Can oh, you wow. imagine? Oh, I keep, I, I should be his agent. I you put should. his name next to so many things. You he should. must get so pissed off. They're like, oh, I'll be like Mike Flanagan, Silent Hill. And everyone's like, oh, oh <laughs> I keep just sticking yes. his name next to stuff. But also yeah, sorry, yes. Bioshock. Oh my God. I want Mike to do Bioshock. With destroy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you would be great at Bioshock. Well, um, I want, I just want to be a big, I just want to be a big daddy. <laughs> just for the, just for the internet thirst. Now, now I'm big daddy. I was sheriff daddy. Now I'm big daddy. <laughs> But in these Perfect. big daddies, the screen's clear. The, the helmet's clear. So you can see, <laughs> it has to be. See your stuff. Just me in there. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was just saying, Ken was saying about, um, and talking about turns. I mean, what a great turn in Bioshock. But one thing that he's he, he's really uh, um, working on and trying to create is this idea of, uh, you know, a narrative that kind of morphs as you're playing it. So you can have a different experience every time. You know, we watch a movie you, you can watch Empire Strikes Back a million times. It'll be the mm. same story every time. Yeah. But it would be interesting in a game because it is so visceral uh, to be able to experience a different narrative. Something different happens with your character. Maybe Arthur doesn't, you know, maybe something happens. Oh, you right. Like it. you could avoid it. You could avoid it in a different yeah. way. And then that would change the whole arc of the story. Yeah. Um, and and that seems like maybe a way to do that, like telling a, a forced perspective story through different characters' eyes. Yeah, you know that might be an interesting way to then tell a different story every time. But mm. you know that's like it's a real like making decisions and then kind of putting you in a different perspective based on the decisions kind of that you made from something. Made. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Huh? It's it's interesting though. Like I I do find validity to replaying. And rewatching like Empire, the 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 the, the content doesn't change, but you do. Ooh, right. that's great. And right. as I've got older, that's the things great. that I love hit differently. Like I, I'm now, you know, when I first watched The Godfather, I was thirteen, um, and I related to Michael in the early days. Like I was a frustrated. I was the youngest grandchild in a family, and had no respect and everyone treated me poorly. And and then you watch it now as a 36 year old and it's a completely different experience. And the movie hasn't changed, but you do. And I think that happens with games too. That's so why I, I do like to revisit like um, the, my, one of my favorite games ever is doom 93. I, I must've been 
eight when I played that or nine. It was on like DOS. Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Way back. Yeah, yeah. It was Let's on DOS. Go. Yeah. And oh my God, it was, I still can't really like verbalize how it felt being, you know, because I, I, I didn't play Wolfenstein. So for me, it was the first time I had seen a, 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 that perspective before where, you know, the gun's mm-hmm. right here. And how and is it revisiting? It's, the, that's the thing. Like, very rarely like nostalgia clouds a lot of things and you know you you know if i i i'm a big fan of like dark forces and jedi knight uh two and if you replay it it's a tough one like shadows of the empire on the n64 i played a ton and it's tough it's tough to play that now um and it doesn't look like it used to but doom's really interesting it is timeless doom looks as good now as it did then and that's the real genius of it and i think that's why it that's why it was such a game changer for the industry because what are we now 30 years later it it still hits it still does exactly what it set out to do which is it kicks ass it makes you feel like a badass um it's still rock like it it mm-hmm. none of it's aged none of it's aged it's just it's still perfect so like i still love to put on uh doom 93 um especially when uh, I I've, obviously I've had it on Steam and things like that, but when 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 Bethesda made it available on the Switch and they made it available oh, on this and that and all yeah. of that, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been doing my playthrough. One of the games I missed was Doom sixty four. Just never happened for me. Um, so I'm on I'm Doom one. I've done Doom two. Now I'm doing Doom Doom uh, Doom sixty four, <laughs> not Doom. Um, I'm a big remaster fan, um, mm-hmm. and it's I know it's controversial because. Anytime I want a remaster or a remake, everyone's like, oh, I want new games. It's, it annoys me because don't buy it then. You yeah. know, I want to play it. There like maybe I, right, I, right. I missed it and I would like to right. play it. Um, but I heard that one game I missed was Blade Runner, the mm. point and click. Oh, I th- oh my God. I think I the played PC. that a yeah. long, long time ago. I don't yeah. think I've ever played that. Did they, And they remastered it? It's being remastered and I saw some shots so that oh, it's wow. now got like uh, HD text, like the, because it's it's a Oof. point and click. So the the, yeah. the images are sharper and they, they've been, it was supposed to, I think the pandemic did delay it, but um, there are so many classics that just kind of went over my head a little bit. So I'm I'm always very excited to 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 I'm a sucker for a remaster or or a remake. So if if you had to pick your wish list, top three, what do you want remade? Okay, so I would like, and I'm cheating here because I'm combining franchises. I would love all the Metal Gears together in one happy place, whether it be <laughs> That's fair. Do you know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll nice, allow it. I'll allow yeah. it. One snake pit. Yeah. One <laughs> yeah. Snake one snake pit. pit. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I would, uh, I already got my biggest wish, which was Knights of the Old Republic. So that's already mm-hmm. being remastered. So I cannot wait. So I, I get a freebie on that one, but, uh, shit, I'd love to see maybe, maybe the Ocarina of Time. Ooh. No. Yeah. Yeah. That would that get would me excited. I'll one up that. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Cause we got Majora's Matt. Well, yeah, not, not, I mean, we sort got the 3DS. Of, I mean, we got Ocarina sort of. 3DS. Yeah. But yeah. like, what if, if we unreeled it or I don't know. Be wild. That was, yeah. that's great. That was the first game talking about blowing your mind where it had like a night day. Yeah. Like, and I was it like, needed the expansion pack. Oh yeah. And I was like, what? Like it was bananas. But then, uh, Ocarina of Time, uh, crawled so that Shenmue could walk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Cause I remember playing Shenmue. <laughs> And it was the hardest thing to tell my friends about because I was on board with Shenmue. I had a Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite consoles. Um, short-lived, but had some just iconic games and memories on there, like Soul Calibur 2 and Crazy Taxi. Mm-hmm. And I was loving my Dreamcast. Um, but but um, when I got Shenmue, I was the one at school that, that kept talking about it. And I was like, who gives a shit? And I was like, <laughs> but the time goes normal. And then like you got to drive a forklift truck and get money in that. And it just like, I couldn't sell it to anyone. They just sounded like the worst freaking thing ever, but I lapped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I aged out of Shenmue real quick. Like, I don't think I played Shenmue too. I just was, by then I was. But it's place and time. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was groundbreaking at the time, but I, I couldn't, I, I don't think I was down for the entire franchise. 
But um, but I used to work no, in a no video. No remaster needed. Yeah. Nope, no remaster needed. <laughs> Please don't remake but, uh, remaster Shenmue. Just after, I think when Shenmue 2 came out, I actually worked, I, I worked at a video game shop. So I, I worked in Game Station, which is like the UK GameStop. And I think that the Xbox, because the second, the sequel came out on Xbox. And I think I worked at the shop when it came out. So I had no excuse, like we were allowed <laughs> to take games home. And I was just like, nope. I will. I don't care. <laughs> My God. Well, uh, Rahul, I hate to say it, but we're almost out of time. Ah. But we love to end every interview with asking our guest their best game and worst game. So the game that, that you just either hate the most, disappointed you the most, broke your heart, and then the game that is the shining light that uh, will live eternally in the stars for you. Let's start. Also, what? sorry, watching your face process that question was honestly priceless. Oh, really? When it hit you. <laughs> the, it was, it's the worst part that hit me. Because yeah. I was like, who, Let's start there. Who, Let's start there. Who am I going to shit mm -hmm. on? The worst game. I can't pick a worse game. I, 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 I'm going to be broad here and I'm probably going to upset some friends and stuff, but I, I, I can't play Ubisoft games anymore. <laughs> Since okay. the formula has not fucking changed i had the towers the map reveal with the thing and the same take the territory whether it's watchdogs far cry assassin's creed like i love open world games and i i i feel like the formula just hasn't changed in the last decade and i don't touch them anymore so ign or someone says hey this game's nine out of ten i'm like i'm not touching it because the second <laughs> i the second i get my map and then there's 50 icons on my mini map almost yeah. immediately. I, I just like, I can't, I, I, I can't. So they haven't been, um, yeah, I, 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 I haven't been getting on very well with, with, with their games. Um, now, were you, were you into like Assassin's Creed Far Cry kind of at the beginning? Far Cry, yes. Um, okay. I think it kind of peaked with three. Um, I... Assassin's Creed, no. I couldn't get on board with Assassin's Creed 1. Mm. I kind of, because of it, skipped 2 at the time. And then I, when I got a PS4, I had got it pretty much at launch. Black Flag looked incredible. So I played Black Flag and Platinum, that one. That one was incredible. I thought wow. that was perfect. And then I tried, and then I, I ended up going backwards. So I was like, let me try 2. So I tried 2. Oh, wow. Platinum, that one. And then felt like I never needed to play another Assassin's Creed for the rest <laughs> of my life. Like I got the gist. Yeah. But I love ancient Egypt. So I did get pulled mm -hmm. in a little bit because I have such a love for ancient Egypt. Um, I got pulled back in, but then I don't know, maybe I lost steam on hour 50. They're just, it's just too damn long. And it's like, yeah, much. so I just burn out. And there's so much other stuff, you know, it's so easy to just get distracted and, and ping off. So, um, but yeah, best game ever. Well, to you, to you. It's a personal gem. It, uh, it's really hard to separate. There are like three or four, right, just packed in there. <laughs> um, and it, but it's so cliched. It's it's Goldeneye. Oh yeah, mm, it's Goldeneye. Okay. Like I, I don't think I've ever played a game that much. Um, and and I was a Bond fan or am or whatever uh, to the point where only recently I bought. Pierce Brosnan's Omega from what? Goldeneye because of the pause screen. Yeah. So every time I look at my watch, I'm yeah. like, it's just, it's, the it's orange yes. and blue. Orange and yeah, blue. Yeah. 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 It's the uh, Seamaster oh, 300. So and um, so, yeah, I was a big Bond fan. And um, I think also, I think I was the first time I really, I, 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 may have been lilac wars i could be wrong but i do remember a golden eye being the first time i was really using the rumble pack and getting feedback oh right mm -hmm. oh my god so there was a lot of there was a lot of that going on and um and that was also like that was a time where i liked my family my extended family and we all used to talk so we did family get-togethers a lot and format four player golden eye was all we did while the mm -hmm. parents talked, we were upstairs just like, you know, killing each other. Um, yeah. It was the Rumble Pack. It was the Rumble Pack and the Game Shark. 
That was the one game that I I used the Game Shark with. Oh, the you used the Game Shark. I would say. What did it do? Yeah. What did it do for Bond? What could you do? Because you could you could do different. I mean, I I don't know. I can't remember which was actually in the game and which was actually on the Game Shark. But like big head mode, paintball mode, you could do that and more. But on the Game Shark, I, too. I'm gonna I can leave you with a a thing I've never spoken about in my entire life. Oh, um, and it's spicy, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it PG. <laughs> this is a, PG this is a thirteen. Safe place. Okay. So the only time I used a Game Shark was in Thailand when I was fourteen, or a version of it. Um, there was no internet. I was staying with my my mother's from Thailand, so we were with our families. Uh, I'm a fourteen year old teenager, so hormones and stuff, and I'm not around my stash that I have acquired at home. <laughs> yep right so so i'm isolated and i'm living with my gran and everyone so i used a game shark and i hacked wwe smackdown and just watched the intro videos of the divas yes i've never told anyone yes. that i was so embarrassed that's it's the incredible. only time i used a game shark i picked one up in thailand and so you That's, could just you could just play the, the video files blah, blah, to blah, this blah. day at, at any game across all, that is the only usage of the game <laughs> that you've got. just to keep playing their their videos because they would play in the background right they, they yeah. were real video files so i hacked through and i would just watch that was my only access to a little bit of um smut i love it I determination love it. video games really can do it all mm-hmm. you know they really can my goodness uh, rahul thank you so much uh, for your time this has been uh, a, a complete pleasure and we oh, look forward for to me. we look forward to the remaster of midnight mass can't wait oh yeah hey big thank you to rahul for stopping by and all i'm picturing now when i go in to watch midnight mass is just joel blaring doom eternal soundtrack and that's all that's all i'm going to be able to imagine now it's the mod we we deserve, frankly. The Last of Us mod we deserve. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. back. So I have been, when I am not completely absorbed by Hades, which Jen, I have still not made it topside. I just How want you to know. How many attempts are you at? Oh my God, 30? Okay, my goal is to have made it like faster than you. So <laughs> I think I t- it took me 40. So you have 10 more attempts. Oh my wow. God. No pressure. No pressure, no pressure at all. I am like low-key competitive about it. So I've been curious about how far you've gone. She says low-key in a very high-key way. I'm like really low-key competitive about it. Mm, well, I will I will keep you updated, but still, still have not made it topside. Uh, and uh, along with Hades, I can't stop playing Halo Infinite. But one game, I finally strayed away from my comfort zones here. And I finally played. I figured it was good enough to win game of the year. I thought I'd dive into it. It takes two. So, but you played it, right? I played it. Yeah, I played it when it came out. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, the the face that you made, like, right after you said that <laughs> was not full of any sort of confidence. I'm curious. I'm curious what you thought. Did you play, first of all, um, I can't remember the developer's name, but did you play uh, their last game, which was a similar co-op game? Ooh, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so... So for people who don't know, the whole thing with, uh, I think it was A Way Out, Mm, mm -hmm. and It Takes Two, is it's a co-op game, 
And so you have to play it with another person and you work in tandem. So you kind of every mission, uh, you and your friend or enemy, I guess you could play their enemy, are each kind of doing something uh, separate to help each other to complete the mission. You're going through the game together. And in a way out, it's two prisoners escaping and doing things. And it takes two. You are, well, do you want to, you explain what it takes to the premise of it takes two. Similarly, uh, two, two prisoners in a marriage. Are <laughs> going, emotional prisoners. <laughs> emotional yeah. prisoners. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you are, but you were working with, uh, it's a couple who, um, you know, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but they might have like an impending divorce happening. There's some trouble at home. Uh, and it, it's kind of, you're going through it and it's like a, it's a co-op sort of puzzle game, but that, that whole story is kind of unfolding and just their whole dynamic and everything. Um, I thought that the blending, and it, again, I don't want to give away too much, but the blending of different genres was done super, super well. It was really, mean? really cool how, again, I don't want to spoil, spoil I don't want to spoil too much. It's but, been out for, it won game of the year last year. I think, come on, okay. I think you could spoil it a little bit. Okay, so there's, uh, you know, you're basically solving problems that each of them have uh, in the relationship. You know, one says that they aren't, showing up enough. Uh, one says that they don't have their voice. So it's like discovering her voice through all these mini games and everything. The way that they do it, you know, they have one that's kind of like a dungeon crawler. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Hades. There's there's uh, like different kind of mini games. Um, but the, the way that they take a bunch of different genres for each mini game is really cool. I really, really liked that. Some of the writing kind of got me. I wasn't a, a thousand percent in on that, I will say. I was I was pretty sold. It was fun. But uh, yeah, again, I think the writing just kind of put me out of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess like my overall thoughts on It Takes Two. First of all, I thought Inscription deserved Game of the Year. I, mm. I, I, I really did. And I, I that game, you know, we talk a lot about um, on here about games being an art form. And elevating, and I would love for us to come up with a term that is not video games. Mm. If anybody out there tweet at us at Good Game Nice Try, if you have a term, I would love to start using a term that's not video games because I don't think something like it takes two. Yes, is ostensibly a game, but it's like it, the fact it deals with a lot of these emotional issues, I just think it's so much more in that respect. Psychonauts 2 also deals with a lot of mental health issues, I thought, in a great way. Love that. I didn't necessarily think, I think that if you like It Takes Two, do yourself a favor and start playing more indie games. Mm -hmm. Because it didn't really show me anything new that I hadn't played in a previous game. But, but that being said... I thought it was great that it brought those ideas and those kinds of games to the masses. Yes, and th and that's that's kind of the point that I was thinking too is I think that it's a good game for, you know, if you're sitting down with like your uh your girlfriend who doesn't play a lot of video games or your boyfriend who doesn't play a lot of video games or whoever it may be like a like a a parent, I don't know, whoever it is. Uh, who doesn't play a lot of video games, I think it is a really cool way, like you're saying, to be able to bring that to the masses. And it felt very intuitive was the the thing for me. Like the, all the gameplay, again, with having so many different genres and introducing somebody to so many different genres, all of it felt super intuitive. But yeah, I feel like the, the writing did not hit for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like, and, and so in that way, I think It Takes Two is great because it's exposing the masses to a lot of cool ideas and different things in games mm -hmm. that you that they the, the masses are not normally haven't been exposed to before and that's cool. I really love that. So I, I appreciate the devs of it takes two doing that. Yeah. I, I I just I would love the world and for everybody listening to pay more attention to indie games, these people who are struggling making these tiny games because they love them and paying five dollars for a, a smaller experience, but is almost as rewarding. Mm -hmm. You don't need to spend 80 hours on a game. You could spend two hours on a game and have an absolute blast for $3.99. And it's just, I think that's where the real work in, in, in games and the real beauty is happening right now in games is these, these smaller indie 
games on Steam, I, I think are are fantastic. That mm-hmm. being said, I love any any game that deals with mental health issues. I thought that was great, and it takes two. But uh, but yeah, and people should play it. It's fun. Yeah, and you know, again, bringing like bringing stuff to the masses and putting stuff in front of people that they might not have been exposed to before. Um, you know, uh, the person I was playing it with had never. I've been trying to get them to play Hades for so long, and. We hit a point where there was a mini game that was pretty similar to Hades. Like you have a certain like skill set, like you have certain weapons and it's kind of the top down dungeon crawler view. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my. If you like this, (laughs) this is Hades. Just play this. So being able to be exposed to like different game types that you might not have had like a lot of experience with. um, Yeah, I feel like that's super. That's really helpful. It's like kind of like a combination platter at a Mexican restaurant. You know, you kind of get a little bit of everything. It's a game flight. It's a game flight. There, there we, we go. go. Love that. There we go. But I, I would love for us at some point this year, maybe with the help of our fans, to come up with a new term besides video games. Because mm-hmm. I don't think games, I don't think games has the weight that it deserves in terms of an art form. I just don't think it I know. It and well, and whenever I hear like experience- that always makes me think of like early VR, like an early, this is a VR Or doing experience. shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Both a great of which. experience in the desert. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think I killed a goat. It was crazy. I saw a snake in the sky. Well, my, my face melting is not really the same as the experience as this game brings me. So I don't know. We, we're going to have to workshop that a little Play bit. Play inscription. Your face will melt. I guarantee Oh my it. God. Inscription is great. So, so great. <laughs> Uh, but there we go. But uh, I, so anyway, it takes two. I, I will say everyone should play it. Also, mm-hmm. Psychonauts is fantastic as well. A really fun game. And guess what? You don't need a friend to play it. A- I can play it by myself. Lonely <laughs> gang rise up. <laughs> oh, God. Putting the psycho in Psychonauts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Aaron Blaired, everybody. Uh, well, that's it. That's it for this week. That flew by. Game flight. Game flight. <laughs> absolutely flew by and make sure to rate and review uh follow us at good game nice try on twitter and we will see all of your lovely faces next week good game nice try is produced by jen samples and nick liao our executive producers are joanna solitaroff adam Sachs, and jeff ross engineering by will beckton with engineering and sound design by chester guazda talent booking by paula davis gina batista and brit khan special thanks to lisa berm music by john This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.